Okay. Sharayim Tov, we continue with the Nefesh Shimshon. We're continuing with the Shema. We're talking about the connection that one should feel when one is saying the Shema and uh, recognizing the unity of Hashem and it's all one big hug from Hashem. We talked about yesterday. So now we're going to get more into each word and look at each of the six words of what they're accomplishing over here. We have six words. Shema, Yisrael, Hashem, Halkenu, Hashem, Echot. Now if you have to parse it down to the core, core message. In other words, what are the most, what's the most important words and what are like secondary words? How would you divide it up? So, Rapinka says the three core words is Hashem, Elokeinu, Hashem. Those three words. yud hey vav hey Elokeinu, yud hey vav hey That is establishing and staying the true, simple reality. What is reality? Then the word Shema, Yisrael, and Echad are words of preparation for the Amida. In other words, we're going to have the three Iker words of Shema, and then the other three words are there to prepare us to get into the Shmon Esri the way we should get into the Shmon Esri. That's the idea. So he's going to explain all this. Because remember, when I get that level, that by the end of the Shmon Esri, it's to really feel the closeness of Hashem, to feel the unity of Hashem within our lives, to feel that everything that's around us, the air, the colors, the breath, the sight, the fact that we're Jews, and to realize it's all a chesed from Hashem's abundant kindness to feel the kiss of Hashem. You got to be prepared for that. So prepare yourselves. Number one, Shema. Listen. What does it mean? Listen, listen well. Prepare yourselves for what the message is going to force you to think about. If you just say the words, it's going to be nothing. Uh, tonight we're going to be doing the 50th Chapter of Moranavuchim. You might want to listen to it because he's going to talk exactly this point. We could say a lot of things, but saying them doesn't mean you believe them. You, you could say things that are true, but doesn't mean it's impacting on you, and you're not saying it from really knowing it's the truth. So that word Shema is prepare yourself that when this message of Hashem Elokeinu Hashem will get you to that place where you will feel connected when you end the Amido. Listen, open up your eyes and see what kind of world, what kind of greatness, what kind of Gvura. Can we even explain regarding one drop of sand? It, what kind of world this is amazing world Shema listen really absorb the message and once you arouse yourself in general then you could call yourself a Yisrael the word Yisrael is a is an expression of enhanced brain power that, that once we've opened up our eyes and we receive a Shefa from Hashem that's called Yisroel, 
that's able to internalize the message. Okay. Where now can be a receiver. Shema, if I'm ready to hear and to really absorb, I can be a receiver. I can be Yisrael. And to know that we're Yisrael and we can feel the love of Hashem, all the psukim of Shir Hashem discuss that sense of connectivity that we have to Hashem with that reality. Okay, so now we're opening ourselves up we're, and we're able to absorb What's going to come now? Hashem Elokeinu Hashem. The true reality that Hashem is with Yudai Vavei is the entire essence of all existence. And when you say those three words, that truth reveals itself before you. You can grasp it, what's going on. You can see how all of reality is all from Hashem. As they say about the Balatanya, that when he was about to die, he called his grandson the Tzemach Tzedek, and he says, I don't see anything in this room except God. And that's how we really supposed to see the world. Hashem in everything. The incredible genius that is hidden in every detail of creation. And to recognize this clearly, that's Hashem Elokeinu Hashem. And then we say echad. We got to express it. That all of this unity is tied to us and it's a part of us. And the unity of Hashem exists under all situations. Even before Kriyashma. But the reading in the Kriyashma is that the Yichud um, should be now uh, existing through expression. Whereas Hashem is one, is in a reality, but now we're going to express it. So again, when we say Shema, we're opening up our brains. Open up my brain. Be objective. A lot of people come with subjectivity, they want to hear it. Be objective. That's Shema. I want to objectively analyze this. Yisrael, I'm looking to cleave to Hashem. I want to get Siyat the Shemaya. I'm going to say what the truth is, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem, that everything's from Hashem, and Echad, that that will now penetrate. It's part of me, and now I'm ready for the Amida. Okay? And now that you, you're clear, this Hashem is such a oneness. Right? Now we have to express the details of this. If we don't express the details... And then we come to the Amida. We get into all the details of what unity means. Everything. Chesed of Hashem, Seichel, Tshuva, Healing, Parnosa, every little detail to connect every uh, sep- apparently separated aspect that we have. Everything, our hands, our feet, our eyes, everything. It's all one. And when you detail everything, and you detail all to the unity of Hashem, and it's all Hashem's expression of His love, so our whole essence is on fire with this unity, this love of Hashem. And we come to that point at the end of the Amida, Barcheinu Avinu Kolono Yachet, bless us all together. That is what the Shema, is what we're supposed to really be thinking about when we're saying this. 
So if you really understand this, so it comes up that the saying of the Shema and the Shmona Esrei, from, those are moments of light. Okay? And we said the light of Shachris illuminates all the way through, even into Mincha, where we see the truth the way it is, the true reality, it's all Hashem. And we finish the Amida. We now prepare ourselves for the light to vanish. We go back into the dark. We don't see the light, but the truth is the way, the, the truth the way it is. And even though we're back in the darkness, but the fact we had the light helps us. Number one, we remember the light and we have a direction. And the second thing, even if we don't see it now, we know what it's supposed to be like. You know what it's supposed to be like. Okay? Now, if you, let's say you've been walking on a street in the daytime, and you notice a lot of things. There's signs, there's lines, there's benches on the sidewalk. You got a good vision of what's going on. Okay? Everything is there. Now, what if you pass that street and it's pitch dark? You may not see them, but you know they're there. You know it's there. The goal of the Kriyashma is to draw our intellect and the connection to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that we do when we say the Kriyashma, when the light is shining. But there's an additional point that after the Kriyashma, we at least know a little bit intellectually and we can now remember that simple understanding even when we are in darkness. And we can say, you know, the whole world is a bunch of lies. If Hashem alokeinu Hashem, then what are you worried about? What are you worried about? You have tsaris? Politics? It's nothing. It's just a, a figment of the imagination. It's all darkness. Hashem decides everything. Okay, that's the whole idea that there is still a what do you call it? A Roshem. There's still a mark from the Kriya Shema for the whole day. And that's the whole point. I say that Shema and there's a residual effect. And, and therefore you want to draw that and have that on our mind until the next Kriya Shema. And the more you live with the impact of that message, so then all the brachas are going to come to you. So that's the, the real point of saying the Shema, to make it so clear into our mind, not just to say the words, but to really say, I understand what those words really mean. That Hashem is in charge, right? he's so involved, everything he's doing is, is a hug for me. And now now I'm ready to manage bond with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, now, the truth is, with every mitzvah that we do, and include, especially Kriyashma, there's two things, right? Um, you have, the first thing is we, we study for it, we review the ideas over and over until they become implanted in our hearts. And when we announce something many times a day, the truth, Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad, 
at the end it becomes something that is etched into our hearts it makes an it makes a mark it makes an impression that's the word i'm looking for and that's the goal of shmonestri to make an impression in our hearts three times a day intellect health and parnasa is all from hashem you keep saying it over and over till you believe it that's one i believe because i keep saying it that's true but more than that so that's one thing when you're doing the mitzvah but also when you're doing the mitzvah well springs of divine assistance open up and bring a flow into the whole world in the very mitzvah that you are fulfilling you're opening up the floodgates so when we do the mitzvah of kriyashma which is an announcement of the reality of hashem of the world that is mamish a part of hashem and the wellsprings of that yichud just start flowing into the world and it flows especially into your neshama that's what the navi says that the words of the torah are like fire and this mitzvah fires up the soul of a jew that purifies the jew turns him into a different type of creature it penetrates into the essence of our soul the recognition and the clear understanding of the unity of hashem and similarly when you're saying the shmon esrei it penetrates into the person the recognition that how much i depend on hashem and that's what the Masil shasharm says towards the end of the safe for the 26th chapter regarding kedusha he says there's two aspects of kedusha holiness in the beginning you have to work for it and at the end it's a gift what does that mean first you have to try to make yourself holy but then hashem finishes the job so we have to make efforts we have to work hard to be a holy person to repeat these ideas until the truth is there and then hashem helps you out as a reward so to speak and has that actually happened so when you are praying there is a flow of divine help that comes to you and it's a very powerful flow and you can be turned into another person and this really should be something that a person should be able to feel after davening ah but the problem is that Rizal says when a person finishes his davening the the brains leave you but there's still a, a an impact is still there but when you're davening it itself, you're a different person. Just like Shabbos and Yantav is a different reality, so it is with every mitzvah. When you're in the mitzvah, your mom is swallowed up in that mitzvah. Then you leave it, there's still an impression of that. And just knowing that that happened, okay. So we have to know there's a tremendous amount of divine assistance. Okay. And when you're doing the mitzvah, it shines upon you this great light that's protecting you. Okay, so now we're going to come to the next important point that will close off this chapter. It's not enough to unify Hashem in your knowledge, but we have to bring it into action. That's important. In other words, the unity of Hashem in the simplest way is what? Hashem from his side is completely good and filled with mercy. 
with Hashem, there's no, there's no, there's no need for it to be judged, so to speak, make any calculations, right? When Hashem's reality is expressed, you know, nothing is missing, right? When Hashem's giving, what could be missing when Hashem is giving? Yichud Hashem means Hashem is giving. You got everything you need. It, it's there. So what's the problem when our eyes, we don't see that though? There are barriers between Hashem and that reality, right? For example, we see a person who has, now a million dollars isn't so much anymore. It's outdated. Person has a billion dollars. Wow, that's unusual. Most people don't have a billion dollars. If you got debts in the bank, that's normal. Who doesn't have debts? We would say having a debt is normal. Having a billion dollars of assets is not normal. Right? That's the way we would think. That's the normal way things happen. But is that the truth? Is that the real truth? Shouldn't it be that every Jew should have billions of dollars? Is Hashem incapable of giving us all wondrous wealth? So now, what should surprise us? You know what should surprise us? The fact we don't have billions of dollars. How can it be that we don't have billions of dollars? We see that we're, it's tight. And that doesn't show the infinite reality of Hashem. How could such a thing happen? That could only be a miracle on the other way. It's a wonder. How could it be that Hashem, who is all-giving and all-loving, we're not billionaires? So now we have to think about it. So when a person feels he's missing something in Parnassah, missing something in health, Missing something in Torah and Yerushalayim. So what does that mean? It means in this area, God's dominion is not being expressed. Expressed, And that's a deficiency in the unity of Hashem. And in a place where the deficiency in the world seems to be, there's no Hashem Echad Ushmo Echad. In the future, when Mashiach comes, when we see, it will be clear to our eyes that there's nothing else but Hashem. When Hashem will be one and His name will be one, that you'll see the Shefa and the Bracha and the goodness. Because unity of Hashem and blessing are one and the same. When there is absolute unity with Hashem, there is only Chesed, there's no judgment, there's no deficiency. Any expression of deficiency goes against the idea of Yuchad Hashem. Now, so why is this all happening? Because we don't have Mashiach. For a brief moment when Shlomo Melech ascended to the throne, there was incredible wealth. The Mamish, the stones were filled with gold. Mamish, you planted gold in the ground, it grew a gold tree. Money did grow on trees. Gold grew on trees. Why? You know why? Because that's Yichud Hashem. It's not unusual. That's the way it's supposed to be. So now, 
what's the problem? The problem is it's not that way. So we got to bring it back to that reality. So therefore, our job to accomplish is say, it's an expression of to unify the unifiers, which means to simply say, connect everything to Hashem, to bring a flow of bracha into the world. For example, the rabbis tell us, Chanoch, the Chanoch who's in the Sefer Bereshis, who's from the gener- 10 generations, and he was a big tzaddik. What did he do for a living? He made shoes. And every time he sewed a little bit into the shoe, he would think of the words, Baruch Shem Kavod Machusoli Olam Vohet. He was Miyached Yichudim. Every, every stitch, he wants to reveal the unity of Hashem and bring a shefa flowing into the world. That's what we have to do. We're showing God's unity in every aspect of reality. When we say Kriyashma, we're preparing ourselves and building not only the soul of a person that it should be ready for the Shmon Esrei, but the essential flow to go into the whole world. When we unify Hashem, before we get into the details of the unity in the Amida, but the, the actual fact that the person understands and sees the truth that Hashem is one, he brings it into the world. If you really believe it, you bring a tremendous Shefa into the world. And the Rambam, in the third section of Mor Nebuchim, he says how you can reach that Dvekas to Hashem. The Rambam says like this, that when a person begins to have kavan in the first Pasuk of Kriyashma and the first Bracha of Shmona Esra, he writes like this, when a person accustoms himself, trains himself, and strengthens his hand for many years, then he's able to draw forth and have trained himself to bond more and more with Hashem at each and every moment. So what's the Ram saying? That first Pasuk of Kriyashma, that's the source of Dvekas. There's no limit as to what's hidden in that power that's sitting in there. And then we continue with the rest of the words of the Krishna, the next three chapters, which total 248 words, which parallel our 248 body parts. So to bring a yichud, a unity into each and every part of our body and everything that we do, as I go, as I sit, as I lie, as I walk in the street, on every detail, that is the goal of everything. To mamish, feel that and say, I, I, I admit to this and I want this to happen. I'm looking for this. And you're hoping that Hashem gives you the grift. Okay, that ends that chapter. So we'll just whet your appetite with the next chapter. Got another two, three minutes. It's a very interesting halacha. You're not allowed to say the first Pasuk of Shema twice. Right in a row. You can't do that because it makes it seem like there's two gods. I, to the first god I said this and to the second I said that. So the question is, let's look at the first Pasuk. It says, Hashem, okay, no Hashem. Why did I say Hashem twice? Why can't you just say Shema Yisrael, Hashem, okay, no Echad? 
But Rashi already answers that. He says, Hashem, who is our God now, but now he's not the God of the nations of the world. But in the future, he should be Hashem Echad, one Hashem for the whole world. That's what we're saying. Hashem Elokeinu, yes. Hashem, we recognize Hashem is the, is the great power, but not the rest of the world. Hopefully it'll be Hashem Echad one day in the future. From Rashi is, is hidden a tremendous fundamental point. That which will be revealed when the Mashiach comes to everyone, that Hashem is Echad, everybody will know that when Mashiach comes, but right now the Jews know it right now. That he is Echad, even if it's not manifest. So the idea of Elokeinu, our Lord, it means to say we are connected with that concept. Our lives are based on Hashem Elokeinu. That my whole life is lived this way, that Hashem is the source of our reality. Now, if we really think about this, it should cause an upheaval in our minds, a paradigm shift. We say that the Kriyashma, the rabbi, is called Kabbalah Sol Malchashma, accepting the yoke of heaven. What does accepting the yoke of heaven mean? To recognize that Hashem is our Lord. He's involved in everything in our life. He's the only reality. And we should be able to tell that through and through. So maybe today we don't see it. The world is filled with Avodah Zorah, all kinds of strange things, and the future will be that way. But the truth is, it already is one. And we must accept that. We don't have to wait for everybody to find out Hashem is one. We have to know, if Hashem is one, he's always one. He's not one later on, he's one now. So if we are saying this, that right now he is our Hashem, and then later on he'll be everybody's Hashem. But what about now? Is he still not our Hashem? Is he still not Echad? Is he still not the, the unity reality of everything? I we don't see it. So what? Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And that's what we're saying. Our connection with Hashem that already is there, it has to be like it would be in the future. And therefore, it forces us that we have to behave different now. If we don't behave with God now, as if we would behave when Mashiach comes, that's not Kabbalah Zomach Shemayim. Okay. Very fascinating idea. Well, when Mashiach comes, then I'll live that reality. No, no, no. It's, it's now. And he's going to give a very amazing parable, and he's going to say a frightening statement. And say, Jews who, very religious Jews, who aren't really understanding this idea in a certain way are no different than Reformed Jews. We'll have to see exactly what he means. Don't get don't get nervous, but we'll see what that means.